Welcome to Descartes Pod. It's Jenna. <laughs> and it's just me checking in at the beginning to let you know that we we just couldn't get to an episode this week, y'all. Sorry about it. We have both been going through a lot of things in our lives. And, you know, mental health is a huge thing around here in Descartes Pod universe. <laughs> Is it like Marvel Universe? I'm not quite sure. Um, don't answer that question. And yeah, it's just been a lot of things happening, I think. Plus, like the men tell all are historically the worst episodes ever. And this last week was no different, truly. Um, it was just like a long form ad for multiple different products, movies and cruise ships. And yeah, so... We're sorry about that. We're sorry that we didn't get to do an episode this week. Um, as you imagine, like, just, we've all been just working really hard with, like, life. But also, the campaign has been taking up a lot of my uh, extra free time that is very scarce as it is. And we just hope that our listeners and our friends... Um, uh, you know, know that we love you all and that we aren't trying to like just not record episodes. It's just been it's just been such a busy time and this campaign is really important and I've been putting in a lot of work with the campaign crew over the last I mean, I guess I mean since like March and it's just it's a lot, you know, it's going really good. Um and we're really excited about the future and really praying that in the next couple of weeks we find out if they have cast fat individuals. Um, but so, yeah, I guess what I want to say is that in lieu of an episode recapping the mental all, I am going to drop into the feed right now. You'll listen to it in a couple minutes. The bonus episode that Danica and I did back in January of 2021. And we did it with our friend, Allie. You've heard us talk about her. She's been on the podcast a couple times in the main feed. But our first Patreon bonus episode we ever did in January of 2021 was with her. And we talked about queerness in the Bachelor franchise. And we talked about fatness in the Bachelor franchise and the lack of it, to be honest. We also just talked in general about fatness and living in fat bodies, and um, it was a really, really great conversation, and we always planned on eventually releasing it to the main feed, Um, but I feel like right now would be a really great time for that. Um, I will say, I'll preface it with, like, this is, again, was taken in January 2021, so at the time, my feelings were more in a space of... I'm not sure the show's ready to have a fat lead, so I'm not sure I want them to even do it. Like, if they're not able to do it correctly, then I'm not sure I'm ready for that. My feelings have obviously changed in the year and a half since then, and I now fully believe that in many ways the franchise is ready. I do believe they're going to fuck it up, of course, in a lot of ways. But I think there's really no reason not to urge and push them and demand them to make this space more inclusive of larger people. And, um, you know, in the campaign, we've said it a couple times in different interviews and some of our posts, we are not asking for perfection. That is really not how you get equality 
and inclusion when, you know, you've been excluded from something for so long. To expect it to be perfect right away is actually, you know, not very productive. So we know that the franchise is not going to get it right the first time, but we just want them to start trying. And if you haven't had a moment to check out our petition demands for Roses for Everybody, I definitely recommend you doing so. We have five points, five main points in our demands, and it covers a lot of the things that I think Allie and I talk about in this show or our podcast about, you know, it's not just having fat bodies on TV, but it's like treating them well and giving them a safe space and taking care of mental health. So yeah, I just, uh, really excited for you guys to listen to the episode and I guess I'll end this part with a little bit of gossip. If you've made it this far, then you get to get the gossip. So let's talk bachelors in the city. Okay. Everyone's been wondering my thoughts and opinions and feelings about (laughs) everything that happened this week. Okay. So let's backtrack a little bit. About a month ago, they asked us to be on the show um, to talk about roses for everybody. And we were ecstatic. Um, I know that like longtime listeners know that Danica and I have, you know, had our fun with pilot feet. Um, but we think he's just like a lovable idiot, right? (laughs) He's not like, he's not a bad guy. Let's just have a good time. And so we were really, really, really excited to be asked to be on this podcast to talk about fat inclusion on The Bachelor. We had to schedule out a couple weeks ahead because, you know, they're all busy. We're all busy. So we finally get this date scheduled. It's probably like three weeks ago now at this point. And me and one of the Roses for Everybody crew members, Olivia, we go on the podcast in the morning at... um. 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time um, before both of us had to go to work. Uh, So we had to wake up really early for it. We do the episode with them and it's fucking amazing. Um, If you've listened to it, I think you would probably agree that it was just like a truly, really sweet and genuine conversation. And it shocked Olivia and I the entire way through about how like present they were with this conversation and the questions they asked, how honest Pilot Pete was. Um, we would we joked when we got off the phone. There's a couple times in the podcast that he goes like, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. And both of our buttholes would like clench because we're just like, what is he going to say? Is he going to say something like problematic or whatever? Not just saying that like Peter is just like problematic on his own. But we're just, you know, we're talking to two, you know, thin bodied men about this and we're just like what's gonna happen right um but then he would just talk about like he would just expose the show for being problematic and it was so fucking funny he'd be like well i just i just need to be honest i don't think the show actually cares about the mental health of the contestants and we were like peter like what the fuck yeah we agree It's so fucking funny, dude. So then (laughs) they're like, we finished the recording and the producer's like, okay, also I want to preface this. We love the producer. She's so sweet and so kind. 
um, and a good a good little producer. She's like, okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna record right after we get off the phone with you guys. We're gonna record their recap, and this was again the week that basically everything came out about Nate um, from reality shit head and all the things that were happening right and so they were like oh we're gonna record that episode after this and we were like well i mean you know good luck you know because like we we assumed that they were gonna like just that dustin was gonna be like oh he's my friend um and i love him but like he's not perfect but he's like he's a good man or whatever like i don't know it's like what do you expect a friend to say really? Right. But we didn't think it was going to like go the direction it went basically. And so they were like, well, we will drop you guys this episode like next week. Right. And we're like, great. Um, they, I guess then make this podcast episode where Dustin's more like, Oh, said, said the things I said before, but then was like, but she's a party girl. And, like, insinuated that there's, like, reasons why Nate didn't, like, tell her about his kid and started, like, slut-shaming this woman or essentially just being, like, she's a party girl. Like, mm, like, she didn't, she didn't, he didn't want to, like, introduce his kid and she doesn't know, like, she's not, like, giving the full story, blah, blah, blah. And it rightly made a lot of people upset. Um, this is not a good take. It's not a good, it's not a good vibe. I don't think, like, I don't think Nate's a horrible person. And I think it's unfortunate that the show, like, um, silences its contestants when things happen. Like, he's not been able to really speak on it because they want to control this narrative. And I don't think that's very fair. Like, I don't think Nate's a perfect person. But, like, there has to be nuance in these conversations and you you guys have heard what Danica and I have thought about it before on previous episodes with just, like, <sighs> Reality Steve baited this whole thing to villainize him. And it's like, he's not, I don't think he's a perfect person. And I think he fucked up and I think he hurt these women. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's, I don't know. I think, I, I, to be honest, I feel like none of us should be really talking about it, right? Dustin goes on and does all of what he has done and Peter as well and they just like oh we can just say these things and release it whatever so everyone gets everyone gets like I said rightly mad right and come Monday the next week we get a message saying we're gonna hold off on dropping the episode because the backlash has gotten pretty um we're, we're receiving a lot of like you know, criticism and things like that. Um, and we were like, at the time we, we were like, obviously we trusted her and then we said like, obviously do what you think is best. You know, we're still super appreciative that we were on the show, which by the way, still very appreciative. Um, but it's like, we also told her, we're like, Hey, like at the same time, we would love to just get this episode out there. Cause we think it's really powerful. We're talking to a former lead. It's like, we just really want this out there and we can like weather whatever, like criticism comes. Um, cause like, trust me, we're already getting plenty of people being 
you know, weird in our DMs and in the comment section. So we're used to like criticism or not criticism, but like just people being, you know, having to deal with stuff. Right. So, um, but also like when we told her that we were okay with them dropping it that week, we also had this just like assumption on our end that we didn't say this to them or anything, but we just assumed on our end that they were going to make an apology podcast or at least a post just acknowledging that they might have like fumbled their like their conversation about it and you know said they were gonna be accountable and move on so we assumed like that was gonna happen so that's why we were like it's okay just drop it like you know whatevs but they decided not to drop it when we respected that but then as the week goes on we find that they did not (laughs) Upload an apology or anything, any kind of acknowledgement, and instead start deleting posts that had like people going like, "Hey, like this, this, and this," right? And we were just like, "Oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck?" Um, I kind of get that nervous like veep, like <laughs> "What the fuck?" laughter going on. Um, and then. Monday, Monday day, we DM them and we're like, hey, just checking in. I'm like, you know, what's happening? And we don't get a response. That night at like nine o'clock Pacific Standard Time, they upload the episode without any, they like didn't tell us or anything. They just upload the episode. And, uh... We're like, okay, like, that's great, but also, like, what? Like, we we haven't, like, we didn't know we needed to promote it. Like, what's going on? They haven't promoted it. It's, like, at nighttime. Like, I don't get what's happening. And then the next morning, we get a DM from them, and they're like, hey, we dropped the episode. Hope you guys love it. Um, and they like tagged us in an Instagram story with one of our posts that we've made, like about the campaign, like about the stats of the lack of fat representation on the show. And they're like, Hey, check out and listen to this episode. Right. In the DM we get, they say that they have, uh, evaluated their goals as a group and as a podcast and have decided to, uh, close the doors on the podcast and stop the podcast and that our episode is going to be the last episode ever. And we were just like, what? <laughs> like, what? So it was quite a shock to us um, that we were going to be the last episode ever. And it was just very like, okay. Um, and then... So we just started promoting it kind of as us- as normal, I guess. Like we were just like, okay, we're just going to like promote it on our end. We made our posts about it, all these different things. And then uh, Dustin, it was like a good couple hours into the day that Dustin made the Instagram story where he was like, oh, sad to see the podcast go, but I'm really glad this was our last episode talking about a really important thing, which is so true. And we we do thank Dustin for that. But it was just like... So, like, they haven't even announced it, you know? They, like, didn't even announce the end. And it's just been, like, a wild week. The rest of the week was just such a, like, weird concept. Because, like, 
it's just like we are so so grateful for that opportunity and I still really think it's a very important conversation and I really want a lot of people to listen to it and I really think like it could have you know made this big splash um hopefully for our campaign and I do think there has been a lot of benefit from it and I do think people have listened to it like we've had a lot of people DM and say like they really loved it um things of that nature but it does like if I'm being honest and I just really I don't want this to come off across as like I'm you know shitting on anyone specifically and trying to be like a dramatic bitch (laughs) but it just sucks that this is how it went down like, I just have to say that. I just, it sucks. Like, this is not how, this is not ideal. It's not how I had hoped any of this would go down. Not how a lot of us thought it would go down, where we would have this great moment where we could, like, uh, showcase a really vulnerable and important conversation with a, like, thriving podcast from, like, a former bachelor and a former contestant. And, like, I don't know. It's, but instead, the controversy over, this like fumble of how he spoke about his friend and them deleting posts and not apologizing or acknowledging anything and then making it their last episode ever without like any fanfare, anything, barely any promotion. They didn't promote us. They just like put it in the story and then didn't talk. It's just like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I I feel bad that I'm even saying this. I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, should I erase all like 10 minutes of this ramble? But I just have to get it off my chest that like, that sucked. It fucking sucked. <laughs> like, I just really wished all of it had gone differently. Um, Not all of it, rather, but like the parts of it that sucked. And I just, I think the moral of the story is... Do not ever, on under any circumstances, trust a man from the franchise. <laughs> I do not think that Peter and Dustin are bad people. Um, but, like, just, I don't know. Don't ever trust people from the franchise, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes I get too close to the sun, right? You know, like... I'll talk to somebody from the franchise and then it's just like shit will go sideways and I'm just like, oh Lord, maybe I should just like close up shop as well (laughs) in my brain. (laughs) Just like, no, but I'm joking because I have too much fun doing what I do. And also I really think that um, I really believe in the campaign and I really believe in what we're doing. And I just think this is all ultimately serving a greater, um, purpose. Okay. Wait a second. Am I Maddie Pruitt now? <laughs> oh, serving a higher purpose. Jesus Christ. Y'all. Okay. Well, that's it, basically. I guess stay tuned to enjoy this amazing bonus episode with Allie. We love her so much, and it was a really fun conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Um, and I think with that, I gotta just say, Job bless. <laughs> Job blessed. <laughs> uh, Job blessed.
Yes. Okay. If you didn't look at the Instagram stories, you're not going to understand that. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Date Card Pod. I'm Jenna. And I'm Danica. And we're here for our very first <laughs> Patreon special bonus episode. And what the fuck? I know. So weird. <laughs> and um, I don't know. We like her. You guys loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a friend of the pod. She's my best friend. <laughs> I love her so much. It's been a really long time since I've seen her, and this is just really nice, and she looks so good and so queer. Um, please welcome to the pod, Allie Huska. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> she's here, she's queer, and she's pretty. Yeah, and I, like, meditated for... I didn't, but I thought about meditating. <laughs> for... Yeah, sometimes that's the same. <laughs> For at least a couple seconds on being, uh, I don't know, less drunk, less mean, maybe. But we, we we'll see. No, people, people loved that last episode that you were on. It was in the middle of um, Claire's season, I think, still, and or I can't remember when she was still on it or not. Mm-hmm. But we were just ragging so hard on Ed, Ed and shoulders, mm-hmm. and. Yeah chasing and people were like yes we love this it was just there was literally nothing of substance that episode that happened so Mm -hmm. there was yeah like I had nothing of substance to say on it besides holy shit I hate this yeah it's hard (laughs) when the men are on because they don't do anything right yeah and like it's not interesting someone on last this week's episode uh said the words grown-ass woman and I like (laughs) was so severely triggered it was i was like somebody told them to say this this is yeah. like, i don't know what product this is like trying to get in my brain that's about to come out but like i don't want to buy it grown ass it's whatever. neutrogena it's neutrogena like grown ass hair ball. yeah <laughs> it's just like reassuring us that these women are of age and not like this is not illegal i think um because kit i still think is 16 or something like yeah no way yeah um so yeah i think what we what we want to talk about today is sort of like fatness queerness um kink etc um how we feel about the bachelor and <laughs> what it's All like that. yeah <laughs> I, I feel like we get a good amount of comments in our dms and like posts of people being so happy that they found us because like we have this like queer <laughs> queer eye for the bachelor Ew. i hate myself um i should be canceled um <laughs> that we have like this queer energy and whatever yeah. and just i don't know yeah and people are kind of like they want us to talk more about that kind of stuff you know but we have to literally talk about all that other bullshit so it's to- nice to just not talk about it's like I it's funny I love doing the podcast but sometimes I'm just like why can't we just talk like about (laughs) literally anything else this is just like (sighs) so I'm excited it's gonna be a good refreshing just release of queer energy need more Jenna and Dan stream of consciousness they deserve it we need more trauma at 10 we need we need it spew on me baby yeah. No, I should honestly probably get off of the Instagram a little bit. Today I told everyone about my dead parents. It was really great. Hey, you gotta <laughs> save that for the pod, man. I know. <laughs> we don't have a time. <laughs> get paid for that shit, queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so thanks for, like, being willing to have this, like, whatever conversation this is. Um, <laughs> our patrons are gonna love it. Uh, Y'all know I'm coming to it at a really, um, specifically wonderful moment in my life. Yeah. That includes, should we, should... like, Liz Lemon voice being on my period. And, <laughs> like... Her period! Should we talk about how... <laughs> we almost, almost recorded this on the weekend, and then all three of us were, like, not in no. a good place. Well, actually, Danica was in a great place for once, which is shocking, because normally she's ready to, like, <laughs> walk in the street. Um, but... <laughs> well, you know, when I have a good day, tragedy befalls everyone else around me, so I have a, go- I have a bad day on purpose every day, so that hopefully oh, someone out there... <laughs> so that your friends may live yeah oh man yeah we were like let's not do it because we all felt like kind of crying so we were gonna like let's not cry openly on the podcast but i'm not saying we won't cry tonight still because mm-hmm. there's so much time there's so much time <laughs> so many things we could talk about so um before we get into like some of the more like niche topics we do have to get your opinion on what is happening in this season ultimately like are you watching it are you loving it okay it okay this is hard because my um my house isn't watching with me this season Mm. Mm. um Mm -mm. and that means i have a lot of feelings and also huh the person who i was seeing who was also deeply invested in the bachelor franchise is like uh, Anyways, we're barely talking. So um, it's a lot of me screaming at Dan. And Dan Mm -hmm. already has to scream at you, both Mm -hmm. through text and on the podcast and on Instagram. So it's true. So a lot of feelings have pent up. Um, (laughs) I also, the beginning of the season is always rough because there's like literally 7 million people. Mm -hmm. Like, still, I think this week's episode, there were still women where I was just like, who? Who? (laughs) and who are you and like it's also really wild at the beginning of the season because it really does feel like absolutely nothing has happened but I'm still just like why are there so many people here yeah how is nothing happening when there are this many personalities here yes oh god so many personalities um this week's episode was a a lot I know y'all already talked about it already did this but um I watched last night um and texted Dan a lot about Sarah as as everyone is talking about Sarah and Mm -hmm. my feelings went from just like vile at first you know just like toxic toxic first reaction the producers (laughs) do get what they want from me um, <laughs> I sent Dan just all these like bad texts about it and then I woke up today and was like okay I found my nuance with this and the reason yes. I did is because I would be Sarah like I like the reason I didn't like watching it is because I relate so completely to, like I am at such a profoundly insecure point in my own romantic life and like that is so it's like the thing you like don't you don't want to admit but like sometimes it's just really liberating to admit that and it like helps me ask for what I want and and I saw her doing that and like yeah girls going through trauma and like 
obviously wet about it in a horrible way if she watches the franchise like knew exactly how that was all going to play out but like the reasons I was angry is because I would have wanted the same things is because when I watch this show I end up in this fantasy realm where like I am in the show and so it made me mad that Sarah would do that it made me put myself in Katie's situation how like angry I would feel to like listen to him kiss her like steps away or to like see him go spend extra time on her and like she's so beautiful and like recognizing all of these things was like whoo way more growth than I usually ever show (laughs) um but also I uh, like I don't know how anyone feels about this because like I'm not really checking in enough but like I felt like Katie and hers discussion also helped me find resolution Mm -hmm. with it where Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. I just got, I mean, how could you not get it? Like, why, when you have limited time with, like, the person you love more than, like, anyone, why would you stick around for something that's not for sure? And after watching Claire's season, like, it's not unimaginable to, like, think that, oh, maybe they'll pick me right away and, like, it'll be no one else. So um, I really needed to get those feelings off my chest. Yeah, we yeah. we have this um, famous saying in, like, Allie and I's conversations where, like, usually if we're feeling a certain way, it's, like, go to sleep, and then we wake up and we feel totally different the next day. <laughs> like, I, I feel that Sarah moment very much as well. Like, yeah. everyone is just, like, doing their best and also behaving kind of badly <laughs> toward mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so weird that... I mean, like, I I feel like these people are going into this experience without any experience in non-monogamy where you, like, sort of learn that, like, jealousy is, like, I mean, like, you sort of transition almost from, like, jealousy is a bad thing and it's, like, toxic and that's, that's something you should root out entirely if you're in a relationship but it's really more complicated than that. Like, you're totally, like, allowed to feel jealous and insecure. It's how you communicate those things that's really difficult. And they're, like, mm-hmm. forced to do that in this, like, compartmentalized environment for the first <laughs> time without any fucking help. That's so, I mean, that's what it, yeah, it's not just, like, people do, like, go, like, oh, but this is just, like, a, a, mono- uh, a polyamory show. It's, like, I guess so. But, yeah, but these women, unless they've been practicing that prior to coming on, do not know how to do that processing that's already hard to do even in the best of of situations the best of conditions literally like already hard to do 98 99% of people i know who practice polyamory myself included when if i do i don't know we can get into that <laughs> but like are bad at it like i just yeah. feel like it's something that like you should come into inherently like humble and aware that like mm-hmm. you have never ever been conditioned to like think this way in your life ever yes. and so it's like even intentionally choosing it i think people are horrific yeah. at it <laughs> yeah. um let alone a bunch of like for them you know fairly usually christian leaning definitely monogamous young yeah young <laughs> and i don't mean that as like in a i don't know i feel like often it's just like these girls are so young they act so young like how dare they act this young and it's like um because literally they're 
23, 24. I don't know. Like, I'm 27. I act like a piece of shit. Like, how do you act like Deborah? Fuck. Um, Deborah's a bitch. Brains aren't developed yet. Like, fuck. I think we block all Deborahs who follow our account. We gotta. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, you can say somebody's young with a negative um, connotation, or you can say somebody's young in a way that, like, they just have more growing up and learning to do, yeah. and, like, and that's okay. I mean, we talk about a lot, like, sitting in your feelings and sitting in the situation so you can learn from it. I think that's still part of the reason I watch the show in a weird way, is to watch, like, these types of relationships fall out and hopefully, like garner like what i'm not gonna do you know mm-hmm. well it's also or, like sorry it's also just like i mean they're put in an impossible situation right because like as much <laughs> as we as much as we say like oh yeah this we like joke about it being like a polyamorous show and i think to a certain extent that can be true but like i also think it's just like it's literally a competition though like, mm-hmm. it is set up, like, at its core to just make you feel insecure, make you feel like shit, remove you from anybody who you could, like, have a conversation with that knows you. And, like, mm-hmm. like if I if I were going through this experience and I didn't have, like, a Jenna or an Allie, like, that knew me and, like, knew, like, these are problems you had in your last relationship. Maybe consider this. Or, like, <laughs> just, like, help me, like, hone in my crazy a little bit. Like, I, it's impossible to get through and I feel like the producers are like set up maybe to like fill that role because they're not like in the The, game but that's also their job to get pull shit out of you you know that's the that's the double-edged like sword on that one because I do I think they they become the friends and the trusted you know confidant but then also they will manipulate you so Mm. it's just for me I mean god I really feel like the last couple years of my life have been about recognizing just the way that like insecurity like poisons me like literally poisons me it unearths everything like Mm -hmm. everything for me it is like the trigger of all triggers and that is what's exploited like that's it like competition the idea that Mm. you are gonna Mm. lose your partner to someone else but it's actually real in this situation mm-hmm. because there are other people yeah making it happen like you know and even in this situation none of these people can lose someone to someone else like that that person's going to make their choices and that is what it is but like I don't know, people were saying over and over on this week's episode, like, time is a commodity, time is a commodity. And to an extent, I I do wonder just how much that's true. Like, if you get 20 minutes with the lead versus don't get a conversation for three weeks, and like, you're still absolutely wonderful, like, it's just not gonna happen for you. So it's like, I mean, truly isn't. That's why I think they get so worked mm -hmm. up. What? It's not that it's not that somebody took Matt from me. Mm-hmm. It's that they took time mm-hmm. from me. They took the and what then, if this yeah, what and what like if. oh my god, that's what keeps me up at night with like people I've loved. Like what if what if I didn't do this? What if this situation mm-hmm. didn't happen? What if they didn't meet this person? Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Um, and that's what they're preying on. And like, I don't know this la- like this week's episode was one of those where like. I really had no interest in, like, what they were showing me. And all Uh I wanted was, like, 
the the reality of it all. I yeah. want I wanted yeah. like the the fourth wall, the fourth wall <laughs> broken. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I really dove as um I think you guys say into the pit recently. I started following celebrity gossip Instagrams and I'm on Reddit now because like literally I'm losing my mind in quarantine and <laughs> like <sighs> Yeah, I, don't I, know. I think um before we move on from this topic, I think um one other thing too, like that like if I were Sarah would also like send me like into like a spiral like this is that like Literally all you can, like, and speaking of, like, the time commodity thing, like, all you can do is, like, try to spend time with this person, and he's gonna feel however he feels about you. Like, you can't force a connection with somebody, but, like, in a competition show that's set up this way, where your literal, like, only commodity is yourself, how (laughs) shitty is it to just be, like, uh, actually, I'm the only person that matters here, and I don't like you as much as I like other people. Mm -hmm. Uh Or, like... Yep. <laughs> just like, you know how like, do you know like that when I dated like skateboarders and surfers and stuff and I would just like text you and be mad that they dumped me mm-hmm. because I'm just like, but it's me and look at them. Like, mm-hmm. why couldn't I have even just like dumped this person? Like, oh. if there wasn't like Ooh. anything there, like, like, it shouldn't have been me that got dumped. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> And, like, it's also just, like, this do- it's a weird thing, because they can go home, like, at any time, right? But, like, the only benefit of going on and, like, not winning is staying on for as long as possible. So you can either find somebody that, like, may be on Paradise, or you can get SpawnCon. And, like, (laughs) if you don't accomplish any of that, like, what do you even do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Victoria, we'll have to find out about her. (laughs) Because that girl uh, has set herself up for failure. I I have a s- sinking feeling she's going to become some kind of, like, redemption arc on Paradise, but... I don't want to see it. That just made me <laughs> so nauseous and angry. Like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, I Can I say that, like, I love her in, like, a just who she is meant to be on this Oh, season. yeah, Danica's been saying it for this whole week, apparently, so. Like, yeah, go I, ahead. I just, I think she is completely made up. I, li- she, I'm sorry, like, <laughs> she just, like, literally, I just, it, or if not made up, like, producers were just, like, this whatever you have going on can you take it up times like 20 and she was like i'll do 100 and they're like you're on (laughs) Um, a girl is the biggest overachiever i've ever seen in my life (laughs) i don't think you're wrong ali because she's like straight up just looks at the women she's like we don't know you (laughs) like what the fuck also i was i think what like really sealed the deal for me was when she walked outside and was talking to Sarah after yes. that was the it it was like literal a scene that it was a scene from Mean Girls it was literally like a scene from Mean Girls in the most like funny and ironic sense yeah and yeah, then the yeah, fact yeah. that just Katie walks up and she just walks away like li- the definition of my job here is done mm-hmm. yeah also that was a really good Victoria impression <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man, what a disaster! Who? Mm. Um. How do you feel about Matt James as The Bachelor, like in general? 
I feel like with a little bit more reflection where I don't know anything about him still. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. I can't think of a single thing about him. I, I mean, I, I like him. I think he's mm-hmm. very sweet and very hot. Um, <laughs> and like very much as a personality keeping in line with the bachelor where it's just like, I, I realize something where it's like, what we love in The Bachelorettes is just, like, take no shit. And then what we love in The Bachelors is take all the shit so we can watch the women carry the show for you. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. And yep. it's... I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about it. Um, my thing No, with, I mean, you. I think, yeah, he, he fits that bill perfectly. Yes. And he is, like, this, like, blanket you can just put in and put all the shit on top of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Very, um... Yeah. I think, I, too, we've had so many bachelors in a row that just, like, broke the rules to the point where it was annoying. So I mm-hmm. think that, like, like who did we have? We had Colton, who's, yeah. like, that finale was a disaster, not what producers planned at all. And then we had Peter, who was just like, oh, I actually love seven people, and I'm going to date all of them after the show <laughs> is over. And so, like, I think this was maybe, like, a like a blank slate kind of thing where he didn't know the process. And so it, the story couldn't like get away from them to where mm-hmm. they had to like clean it up mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. And Maybe. really my thing is just, I, I think a reoccurring theme in like this franchise at this point is that like fame is a relationship in itself. Fame is like a life change. It is like a new yeah. way of being for these people. <laughs> And so, like, Matt James has, you know, been in it for a minute with Tyler C, but, like, not that long. And I think that's kind of one of the healthy parts of them. (laughs) Healthy parts? I can't believe I just (laughs) thought about this franchise. But, like, one of the things I guess I like about them, choosing someone who's already been on the franchise is, like, Mm -hmm. they've already kind of got famous. I mean, that's why uh, so many, like other things about Claire and the way that went but like that's why Claire kind of made sense is like she already was a part of this world this nation had her whole thing going on and actually like wanted to find like love and say like Taisha Taisha's been like famous and known for a while Mm -hmm. now and so Mm -hmm. it's like she's done her thing she got to go on paradise and have fun and like do all the cute Instagram stuff and she still gets to do it. But like, it, it seemed like a natural transition for her to like take this step. Whereas with Matt, all I can see is like this happening. He's new to the franchise. So fame's new for him. Whatever woman he ends up with is new to the franchise. So fame's new for her. And I just like, I don't think we've seen that work out once in Mm-mm. the franchise and i think it often is literally cited the reason why like you know like our our schedule the distance the whatever but yeah. really it's just like your lifestyle fucking changed from before the show to after the show and like uh, I, what the fuck am i saying anyways those are my no, thoughts on perfect. matt is just like <laughs> i think he's sweet i think he's hot he's a great bachelor so he's a bachelor so far um but i do think like his fame and kind (laughs) of scathing critique it's just it's just starting like yeah and he's still tyler c's friend so it's like Mm -hmm. you're gonna come out of this franchise only more famous 
and you and yeah. I, like the world is your guys's to do what you want after this like to not wear masks and to <gasps> party hardy boys party party boys um so speaking of claire <laughs> I feel like we you had be, to do it. It would just be stupid to not talk about it. We had to do yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it was sort of, was it today that? Yeah. It was let's sort let's of, go ahead and timestamp the episode. Yeah. We're recording on Thursday, the 21st of January. Uh, <laughs> it is two days after Dale made the first announcement that they broke up. And then today Claire came in and made oh, a doozy of a post um, at, like, fucking 8 a.m. I had I was like, I just barely had my coffee, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is what my day is. Yeah, I, yeah, this morning was like, oh, it's wine o'clock somewhere, like, <laughs> might as well. Um, but yeah, so Claire uh, sort of responded in what I would say is a very Claire fashion. Um, <laughs> she's sort of just been, like, this, like, take no shit, girl boss kind of personality for a while <laughs> I'm, I'm cringing as i'm saying it because no, but not, it's that's what it is it's like cringy girl You're boss energy wrong. um and so i it's so sometimes it's weird like watching the comments roll in because like like we said before like sometimes if you just go to sleep it actually isn't a big deal <laughs> Um, she slept for two nights, though, and she still decided to post this. But, like, some of the comments from Bachelor Nation are like, fuck Dale. Like, he only went on this because this, this, this. And, like, and then the other half is just like, oh, fuck Claire. She's, like, needy and, like, she It's so, was... like, it's so decisive. Or de- de- decisive. <laughs> divisive. <laughs> for a situation that, like, really doesn't, I don't know, like... It, What's the fucking breakup between I two think, people? Like, let, like yeah. don't get, wish them hate, either of them. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I have my feelings. I picked my side for sure. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm literally not going to get on my fucking Instagram and go send, like, hate yeah. to these people. Hate. Yeah. It's gross. But you I are going to say on feel- the podcast whose side you're on. Yeah, you have to. I just, okay, I, I, it's not even a side. I feel like I just, I have a lot of feelings about all of it, but my, my heart hurts for Claire. It really does. Like, I, I was, okay, I was talking to Dan about this. Maybe this isn't the right time to say it. Maybe it is. But I was talking about this whole concept of, like, going on the show for the right reasons. And I've been really caught up in it lately, I realized, kind of just with, like, Claire and Dale, Tasha and Zach. I feel a fucking way about Tasha and Zach. That is so horny and strong. It like ruins all <laughs> other ideas of love for me. And I just realize I'm getting like swept up in the fantasy. And so when like stuff like this happens, I'm just like, wrong reasons. He went on for the wrong reasons. And then it's also like, okay, maybe it was like a little bit of both. Like maybe he would have yeah. been chill if they had just like dated for more than two weeks before getting engaged. But That's the thing. I brought up to Dan that the problem is if everyone on the show is here for the right reasons, they would have 30 women who act like me. <laughs> and that we can't. That's would World War III. Literally result in like someone's harm. Like, I just uh, 
Like, I personally am at a point in my life where I want love so bad. I want partnership so bad. I want, like, safety and stability and adoration and, like, uh, a lot of things that, like, I desire and can project onto literally anyone I find hot at any moment. And so, like, I absolutely would end up on this show and be like, no, I want to get married and, like, I'm ready for this. I don't even know if I. I mean, ever... you would be Claire in that sense. Like she saw him and said, "This is what I want. Yeah. This is the point of the amazing. show." Yeah. And like, and I, yeah. I'll figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. And this, and is... I don't think that's like a bad thing Mm-mm. per Mm-mm. se. But it's also not a good thing. <laughs> like it's, it also can put a lot of pressure on a relationship. I think yeah. specifically in the sense of like this franchise where it's like it's great to know what you want. I've really been practicing it. It's wild because like you tell him man you know what you want and he's just like what? Um <laughs> but I all of a sudden he sense, can't hear you or No, literally. Signals. It's just like oh, ow my ears. <laughs> ow. Um But in the sense of this show where everything is already, like, pressure cooked, sped up to such an intense speed, if you have that kind of projection mentality, you're going to project, like, I mean, as she did in two weeks, in two weeks, this woman was fully like, you are it. I don't need to know anything else. And there's a sense of, like, almost disrespect in that. Where it's like, I don't even want to get to know you more as a person. I don't need to know you more as a person. I maybe don't. I don't want to say like, don't respect myself. Because it's like, not that kind of thing at all. But like, for in my own life, I should speak from just an I standpoint. But it's like, a when I've allowed people in that quick, it's because I'm not really respecting my own boundaries. Or even giving a yeah. second thought to like, yeah. the true things I deserve and need to know are going to be mine long term. And I deserve the validation of that before I'm like trapped in an engagement. And that's like me telling myself that kind of thing. And so it's like, I don't know, fucking get to know people before you get engaged. Yeah. And it's also like the kind of thing too, where like, I mean, what was he supposed to do in that situation? Like if he- Trapped. if he were like, I don't know, like maybe we should like slow this down. Like I'm, I'm sure there was a hesitation there because we all kind of sensed something. Like he wasn't as into it as she was, maybe. And I'm like, yeah, listen to that. But also, like, what the fuck is he supposed to do? Because she's just gonna send him home, and he's gonna look terrible. Mm-hmm. And like, so I think it's just one of those things where like, breakup was not handled super well or respectfully by either one of them probably um claire was in like a position of power in that moment to like have things go on her terms um like jenna you were talking about like she's also going through a super traumatic life event right now and like that's a difficult time to be in a relationship just period point blank I kind of was like, yeah, I thought about it longer today, that whole part. And I was like, oh, she shouldn't have been on the show. No. Like, no. I mean, like from somebody who's I mean, lost Sarah their parents, went like home. she shouldn't have been on the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so I was like, oh, oh no. You know, and that just, and then, then that made me sadder because I was like, now she's going through extra pain that could have been, you know, avoided. Yeah. Um, as I've been deeper in the pit, though, I have seen lots and lots of 
lots of nasty rumors. <laughs> um, Do you care to share? Lots of cheating rumors. Um, but I follow, I mean, I'm sure fucking everyone does. I don't know why I feel like I'm new to this, but I am kind of new to like hardcore reality world. Like I just started not just started I'm like eight seasons into my first housewives franchise so like this is this is where we're at in my evolution um <laughs> I started following I think they're called like Dumoy on Instagram yes yes, yes. yes. and like the last yes, deal yes. sighting was wild yeah 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 um yeah anyways mm-hmm. I'm I don't have a fucking life right now so <laughs> Oh my god, you're talking to us who are two absolute losers. Mm-hmm. Absolute chud losers. Um, yeah, we're the worst. <laughs> well, we hope for the best for either of them. Yeah. Of them, I just ultimately. want it to be okay, and also I want to know what happened between her and the cousin, <laughs> and that's all I have to say on it. Yeah. That's all we want to fucking that's know. That's all we want to fucking know. Like, peace and love and blessings to you both. love and light (laughs) literally just tell us what we want to hear we're not that snoopy i just want to know who fucked up thanks thanks (laughs) oh we're terrible people confirmed confirmed um let's see is there anything else we need to talk about no that's pretty much it okay so i'm tired of i'm tired of bachelor nation for a second yeah (laughs) so now moving on to something (laughs) That we're probably also tired of, which is fat phobia. Um, no, I love it. Uh, I, yeah. You know what? Me too. As a thin, I love it. Woo! Give me some privilege. Thank you. Um, yeah, like, again, I'm just stating at the top of this episode, like, I am a thin person. I don't know. I'm very curious to hear about it because, like... It's not something I experienced. Dating is exhausting in its own way for me or has been. And also, like, I'm engaged, so maybe I should shut the fuck up for the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, but in my, in my you know, resume where I rub it in your faces about how blessed I am. <laughs> Thank you. This is really to... working. <laughs> Anyone need a cry break really quick? Um, yeah, I just sort of wanted to talk about, like... We've been talking a lot about representation in Bachelor Nation and sort of, like, haven't really talked a whole lot about fatness in relation to BN because we we haven't had really anybody who mm-hmm. is fat on the show. I think the one time maybe somebody could have been considered or just, like, people in the house thought this person was fat, even though that's certainly not how I interpreted it, was in Bachelor Pad season one. Mm-hmm. Because they were playing that game where it was, I don't even remember what it was, but they were, like, throwing balloons at somebody, and they the questions were just fucking rude. Like, Chris Harrison was like, oh, like, who do you think is, like, the ugliest person in the house? And they, like, threw balloons all at this one, like, poor blonde woman who was just, like... Who maybe... literally looked like everyone else in the house. Didn't yeah. that season, like, literally ruin this woman's life, like... For the franchise yeah, just bad. was not, like, good to her in any capacity. Yeah, it ruined yeah. my life. And I was just watching it. I was like, this is fucking mean. And I talk shit on a podcast for, like, three hours a week. Like, this is meaner <laughs> than anything I've ever said. Um, but, like, really, other than that, 
which maybe like she was just like so I think there are like some types of bodies that are allowed in Bachelor Nation like I'm a thin person but I also do not have the desired body type in Bachelor Nation it's like one very specific thin kind of body I feel like where it's like looks a certain way when they wear athleisure Uh fair you know yeah and so like yeah I mean, that's the nail on the head. They just don't want to even allow anything other than a certain type that can fit into, like, athletic wear or a bikini or a certain type of, like, ball gown. Um, was it you guys I was trying- who posted the thing that was, like, or someone did that was, like, you know there's, like, a size representation problem in Bachelor Nation when, like, all the women can pick off the same rack? Like, Mm -hmm. no problem at all. No dresses set aside for any individual person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That literally gives you the picture of what we're dealing Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. When you can have a rack of all the same dresses and all of the 25 people who are on this group date can pick (laughs) the same dress. Um, And I I tried to think for a long time, too, about anyone who was even remotely close to, to representing, like, bigger bodies. And it just... It's just not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really disappointing in so many years that we haven't even had that. And 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 then it's extra disappointing because Matt James has been vocal early on when before they started casting for his season. He went on, like, Good Morning America and said, I like women of all body types. He, like, went to say that. He didn't just say, I like all women, you know. He, I like women of all shapes and mm-hmm. sizes. And then this was their perfect opportunity for a diversity win. They have a black bachelor. They could put a woman on there who is a plus size. And it was, I was really honestly pretty sad when I looked at the cast list when it first got released. And I was like, oh, cool. They absolutely didn't do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's interesting too, because it's like, I just, I want to fully acknowledge that like, I, I am a a white fat person and like fat phobia is completely rooted in white supremacy and in like Western European, like idealized standards of what beauty is. And so it's like, it it feels uh, sticky and like, I want to be like graceful talking about like representation in that aspect because like, this is, I mean, such a like, differently represented season than we've seen in the past Uh in so many different aspects but it is interesting that like the last thing they will have on the show is like openly disabled people fat people Uh like these things are like where they draw the line and it's like or I guess like uh, disabilities that you can like see like right Uh away is like not something I've also seen represented on this show that's actually a lie and I am gonna rescind that um Mm -hmm. and so taking it back I am incorrect (laughs) um but it just it is interesting to see just that like we will not have fat women on this show we will not have fat men on this show we will have muscular men but like not fat men either and it's just like or men who are kind of um like 
not muscular, you know, like yeah. an Evan or yes. a Wills, you know, or Wells, sorry, um, a Wells or an Evan that kind of like represent this like everyday man, yeah. you know? That is actually then, so true because there is no, no version of that amongst like the women. There is no like, like there is no even that amount of diversity yeah. where it's just like, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's a guy. Because I'm sorry, like Evan is just a guy, like, <laughs> and we brought him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think too like I mean like it's one of those things where like you can be a gamer and a guy and be on this show but girls that game don't exist girls with tattoos barely exist as well <laughs> no she got sent home night one <laughs> we can't even have a tattoo yeah I also yeah, like it's true I don't know this is like maybe just a bizarre take on it but like I don't know. It's hard to see the hate that, like, Bachelor Nation can find for, like, literally anything. Like, literal toxic hate that, like, I don't want to see what they have to say about a fat person on the show. Like, I do because, like, as fat people, like, we're owed it. We're desirable. Like, we, we date. Believe it or not, we date and we date fat people and we date non-fat people and we date thin people and muscular people and hot people and not hot people and like Mm -hmm. we deserve to see that but it's just like it breaks my brain just thinking of like Mm -hmm. the way that would be interpreted by let me also say what is like what is it what percentage of our like USA country is like literally over a certain weight like the average body Mm -hmm. size is like Mm -hmm. not thin by any means and so like and and this is the thing we often see is like uh, people ragging on people for like physical attributes or like doing things or saying things that they themselves have like literally like a weird connection to or no connection to and I'm just imagining the amount of like self-hatred I don't know if that's okay to say in any capacity but like oh no (laughs) I fully agree with you I think the I think because there is such a large portion of America that would be viewing it who would be would be considered plus size or not normal size we're not like experts like I know there's like new terminology every month about like how we're supposed to say like I'm fat (laughs) I'm fat too I'm fat I don't know how Um, else to like But there's, like, ways you can, like, dignify, or not dignify, that's the wrong word, but, you know, like, quantify different elements of it. But, yeah, I think that there would be a large portion of the viewers that would actually see themselves represented on screen Mm -hmm. who would have internalized fat phobia that they would put into the Mm -hmm. energy of, like, Bachelor Nation community. My other worry, because there's that, but I, I think that... I think it would be such a beautiful moment that I think the majority of Bachelor Nation who views it would actually potentially be pretty chill. They would be pretty chill. But I would also be more worried about how the production would do it. Mm-hmm. My vision for it is how the production would treat this woman or male um, who went on who was plus size. They would just, like, give them this, like, weird edit mm-hmm. where they're... They had to overcome being confident, and now they're confident, and they're on TV, and they're going to find love. Oh, look at them. Let's be applauding. Where it's like, dude, no, that's just, like, how I am, you know? And, yes, there's confidence, and people can grow, and it's, it's – I'm not going to discredit my own journey to become happy with my body. Mm-hmm. 
um, or even neutral with my body, you know, and, but they would just do that. And then there would be the inevitable where she would get sent home, you yeah. know? <laughs> and then you'd have this whole other edit of like, well, did she get sent home because she's fat or because the lead didn't like her? And I don't know if I would be hand- able to handle that element yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say too, like to the point that Ali was making a little bit earlier, like I feel that we felt the same sort of feelings like when Demi was on and like, yeah. Demi's dating a woman on the show like what would it look like if Bachelor Nation saw like a queer season or something like do we actually want to see that or is the show so problematic that it's just only fun to watch straight people suffer do we just deserve like our own fucking content like yes yeah oh my god Jenna I did want to ask like I don't mean to project but just like how often are you referred to as confident for just like existing or oh yeah every or day. existing in a crop top <laughs> so I, like every day <laughs> I mean every day my last I I live with wonderful people now before that I lived alone and then the house before that I lived with Three very skinny people and one of them in particular every time I came out in a crop top would just be like Wow, Allie, you have like amazing confidence. I just be like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I it's so it's you. a really, really, really rude thing to do. And that would be that would that oh, would happen girl, too, right? Oh my god, can you can you hear them now? Oh my you god, imagine? you're so confident. Like British. I just wish I felt that good wearing a crop top. Bitch, you are in a bikini right now and you look like a Victoria's Secret model. Walk away. Like <laughs> Or just, like, the cringy girl boss stuff. It's like, oh, yes, she doesn't care what anyone thinks about her. And it's like, actually, I think, like, as women, we think about it all the time. All of us. All the time. Every day. Literally all of us. Every single one of us. Thanks, society. We should pause pause right now and make sure everyone, um, do you think I look good today? Or should we? Or uh, should I was like... gonna say something at the beginning of the podcast, but you look great, <laughs> queen. You, look great. you guys look really brave today. Thank you. <laughs> it was I really feel like shit you. today. It was really brave of all of us to get on camera. Um, and I just really <laughs> admire ourselves. our confidence. <laughs> but like, it's so that there'd be that element yeah. too. It really, truly would. There'd be the people who are in her comment section actually saying, you know, what they think is really nice stuff. Oh my God, you! Lo- I can't believe the confidence you had. I want to be just like you. And it's like, oh my lord. It's just reinforcing the idea that you're not supposed to feel comfortable, like, in your body and, like, existing as a person. It's not an empowering thing to read or say, like... And I mean, I... (sighs) Fuck. I forgot what I was going to say, so... Yeah. (laughs) Cut that out? I'm not going to take that out. Um, Shut up! (laughs) <laughs> no, but I, I've been thinking a lot about this too, and I haven't done uh, any research because I don't know if anyone notices I'm on Instagram all day instead. But um, <laughs> that's research, babe. That's it. Yeah. What is? What are your thoughts on this concept of um, uh, body neutrality versus body positivity? Now, I loved what you said earlier too about like um, fat phobia is steeped in white supremacy, and like so much of that is what it's rooted in. You know. Um, but like the body positive business model, the because it is at this point is a business, a business model um, is is really gross. Yeah, um, it has also obviously done wonders. It has 
it has done a lot. Yes. And I think that's like two things can be true at once. Sorry, Dan, taking your line, but like, pay me, you know, yeah. <laughs> body pos- positivity has done so much for people. It's done, it's done a lot for me. It really has. I mean, truly. Um, when I started following accounts where I see people that look like me or bigger mm-hmm. who are, who look gorgeous, I don't go on there and be like, Oh my God, I wish I could be you. I'm like, yes, yeah, I am you or whatever. But, and then there's, these so then I've been hearing the word of the words like body neutrality and that's just like accepting your body you know and not being like every day I wake up and I'm gonna look in the mirror and be happy with my fat body I'm gonna actually just be like this is me yeah yeah I oh god it's like it's interesting because one I feel like um all those body positivity accounts that I followed years ago that like really began to lift me up and really um like did show literal just like hot fashion representation whatever for the first time i am unfollowing so many of them now because mm-hmm. it's just spawn con that's all it is i mean that's like what the world is and i'm like so happy for these people like getting the money they deserve like fat people deserve to get paid for like being into fashion in the same way that thin people do yada 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 but it has been so commodified that again it like takes me out of my body Mm -hmm. and i don't know like sorry there's like a class element to it too like it's it's almost like if you combine any positive movement with capitalism in any Mm -hmm. way it's going to tarnish it at some point where it's like okay like it's like I totally get what you're saying that it's like fine to be like fat make money all these Mm -hmm. things but is it okay to be fat and poor because there seems to be a whole other level of disdain for just like poor fat people and like it's it it sucks to say but like capitalism really does fucking ruin everything even movements that started off as positive things and like Mm -hmm. And there's such a, like, um, I think personally, and I think this is something that would be a part of the franchise as well, is such a glam. There's such a glam element to, like, body positivity, to fat femmes. Like, they're so boudoir. They're so femme. Like, all these things. Um, And I just, I'm really tired of it personally. Like, the work that a fat person has to do Mm -hmm. to like make their content marketable and interesting. Like it's infuriating. Uh It makes me feel like I can't like exist as me. And I, I really don't like I, for the most part only feel my best. Like when I am done up a certain way, because like that is what's expected of, I feel like specifically fat femmes is to like, you can be fat. But you have to dress a certain way. You have to do your makeup a certain way. You have to, like, learn Mm. all these things so that you can, like, dress down the fact that you're fat. Or look rich enough that it doesn't matter that you're fat. Or do your makeup so your face is pretty enough that it doesn't matter that you're fat. Like, there is no just being as a fat person, like, ever. And that is... I think something that, like, as as a queer person and, like, as, uh, like, 
I'm fat and I'm I'm curvy and like that is a privilege in itself to have like big boobs and big hips and like yes. a waist and like yeah you yeah. know like there's just so many as with anything so many layers to the like privilege of fat phobia but exactly that like you can't be poor and fat like you uh-huh. cannot if you cannot afford the clothes and the makeup to make yourself look like you like to distract from the fact that you're fat or something yeah like I do not see the body positivity movement for that yet um and it really brings me away from body positivity to I and I guess you're right it's funny Jenna when you brought up body neutrality like I was like what are you talking about um but like I don't mean to be too woo-woo, but I am in my own, like, therapy practice and my own just, like, self-practice. There's a lot of, like, learning to just be, to, like, yes. both acknowledge the positive and the negative and acknowledge that, like, I, I am neither of those things. Yes. Um. God, where the fuck was I going with this? I just got really no, off. I mean, I think you're just agreeing. I think you're just agreeing with me that I'm super smart. Yes, yes. I... Neutrality. Neutrality about the body. <laughs> like, neutrality about the body because, like, we really do exist outside of everything. Like, it's so yeah. fucking stupid to say. But, like, I, I really don't want to feel any one way about my body. I just want to, like, be mm-hmm. in it. I just want, like, well, as a traumatized person, I literally yeah. just want to be in my body and feel comfortable in it alone with no like eyes on me and like yes body neutrality well and i think we've i think we've come a long way in the mental health um world as far as to also accept neutrality within that like i'm not expected every day to necessarily be happy or mm-hmm. be wallowing in my depression mm-hmm. and we've come a long way with that like obviously there's still so much stigmas with it and people do expect you to be a certain way um, but I think we that has come a long yep. way. I can just be in a situation and be accept myself. Um, and I think that we just have a long way to go with that. And, but it's getting there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of people get to that point eventually where they just accept themselves for who they are. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. So I, I have a question for you guys. Like, um, sort of thinking about, like, body neutrality. Like, I'm trying to, like, relate to it as you know, like, as how I exist, like, I have, like, pretty severe, like, body dysmorphia, Mm -hmm. and, like, so, like, a lot of what I've been, like, trying to do in the last, like, few years, I feel like relates to that in some way, where, like, I view my brain and my body as, like, separate entities, Mm -hmm. and, like, it's really hard for me to connect that, like, when I don't, like, care for myself or I feel poorly about myself, that those, I'm, like, those things are connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know if any of that makes sense, but just, like, viewing Mm -hmm. my body as, like, a totally separate entity as, like, part of, like, a mental illness, so, like, hating my body isn't doing anything for, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if any of that makes sense. I mean, you know, this is, like... My world. This is, like, all, all I care about <laughs> all the time is just, like, how do we connect our brain to our body? Because, mm-hmm. it, like, it's all, I don't know, somatics. Somatics are everything to me. And, like, I just, I, and I think that's what comes, like, I feel like that's what I'm trying to say when I'm, like, I just want to be with my body. It exists. Mm-hmm. It, and it, it's hard because I can't even... I can't even articulate it because I am so trapped in 
I don't want to say like capitalism. I also have to plug in my laptop, which sucks because like I was really feeling this thought. (laughs) (laughs) Keep feeling it. It was good. (laughs) Oh, I'm thinking about it. It has to do with biology. And the idea of like being outside of like the (laughs) because social media has made everything's so voyeuristic i am such an exhibitionist at this point like same i like (laughs) i exist as other people see me and then my brain is this other thing like that's it my body is not my body is not a biological entity my body is not a part of this earth my body is like a concept other Mm -hmm. people see that my brain internalizes and Uh it's not healthy the way it's happening um And, like, <laughs> humble brag, but I just finished my biology degree this summer. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm finishing up another year to get my second degree. And um, learning about biology, the way your body, like, works with itself, like, <laughs> sometimes I'm just, like, my brain's just getting in the way. Like, you know what you need to do. You are beautiful. You have the machinery figured out and even when you don't like that's okay because you are like a a machine designed beyond what any human can build what anyone can do like literally living life is just like oh my god I'm going too far with this but like Ah! your own biology (laughs) it it knows what's it's what it's doing it knows how to take care of you for the most part it doesn't always work and there is like a lot of other things to talk about within like illness and stigma and disability and all those things but like me the the goal would be to like connect yourself to connect my brain back to my body and let my brain like love and trust my body and like what it's doing (sighs) and how it's working and that it is just as it should be is uh impossible most days but i believe it is a future i can obtain so Mm -hmm. obtain obtain i don't know it's like retraining your brain to stop thinking of you and your body as like separate yes entities and like connect them so that you can stop literally sabotaging yourself i don't know how many times i've literally said the phrase like my brain hates me and it's like bitch your brain is you like it's literally just like your stomach, your spleen, your liver. It's a squishy little organ that just wants to like, it's working so hard in such an overstimulated capacity. And all you do, bitch, is smoke weed, drink, go to school, work, and watch reality TV. Oh, and coffee. And you expect, yeah, and you expect it to be cool with everything you're doing. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. The fuck? I'm not trying to shame myself, but. <laughs> no. Don't tell me that my liver and my brain are connected. I refuse. Yeah, no, no. That's, I refuse to acknowledge you know, that. In biology, like in our class, if you don't know the answer to something, you're just supposed to answer the liver because it's like the answer to everything. That doesn't oh make God. me happy at all. I want that to unlearn that. Upset. Yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> this is why I dropped out of college mm-hmm. the first time. <laughs> and every time to come. Every time I relearn <laughs> about the liver, I'm dropping out of school. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit you guys are smart well yeah that's true i feel like i've said um, a lot of stupid we have a lot of, but i really i felt so good talking to you about this about this with you ali because 
Damn, I'm really, we're like on the same vibe. The, I've thought about it before, but I don't almost want them to have plus size because of all the damage it would do, you know? Um, because they would have, they would have to do it like in a wave. They would have to have multiple plus size people on this season to make me feel comfortable mm-hmm. with that. They could not just have one person because that's not how they do it with POC people, mm-hmm. you know? Like they have so many racial uh missteps and failings but at least they have like a representation even prior to this season and like if they just had one person on there who was fat i would be like no 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 but then if they had more than one every single like tagline would be like uh, something about like he's coming up to some curves in the road like Mm -hmm. it would (laughs) baseball date (laughs) It's just like, no, nobody asked for this. Fuck Somebody you. threw him a curveball, and then it's just, like, tits and ass. Like. Oh, my God. If there was, like, a fat bachelorette, that would absolutely be the promo. Like, she mm-hmm. would be, like, in, like, a League of Their Own baseball uniform, mm-hmm. and it would be, like, you know, just, like, throwing curveballs and shit. It's so annoying to even think about and also all of us deserve jobs on the production i was literally gonna say hire me (laughs) if anyone's listening to this and a lot of you do you fucking assholes because you yell at them all the time (laughs) hire us well hire them oh my god i hope nobody from the show is for that subscribing to our i absolutely do not want a job I would, honestly why do i hope i'm sorry i just (laughs) would love (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking the same thing too, Jenna, though, like, it's one thing to, like, have, like, representation, which I think could work or could not work, but if they only had one person, they're just getting, like, all of the failures, basically. Like, it's, it's going to be, like, one of those things where they get all the shit and then all the praise and they have no one to even talk about that with. Jenna is frozen for me, too. Um, do I press Jay, you the there? stop? Yeah. Or no, do I just, just let it go? just keep it recording and okay. we'll, we'll yeah, cut it out. It okay. Thank you. I was this, really like, I'm oh sorry, God, I can I go pee? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is this like, let's do that. Okay. okay. Yes. I'm gonna... Okay, what time is it? Okay, good. Yeah, I need to pee too. And I was like, I can't hear anything. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was going on for like thirty seconds. Cause, uh, damn, it keeps telling me my my internet's bad. Is it? I wonder if it's hers or. Uh... Um, mine hasn't said anything, but I updated my internet yesterday. All right, true. Okay, I'm gonna go pee real quick. Okay.
Hello. Hello, once again. <sighs> How you feeling? I just needed to breathe. I ran to get mm. <laughs> Get it, girl. <gasps> Jenna, did you see we got to 10K? <gasps> yes. Yay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Celebrate. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, let's drink. Cheers. Cheers. Woo. Cheers. Woo. I'm, um... <laughs> Yeah, if I'm, like, distracted, I'm like, oh, my God, we fucking did it. <laughs> oh, yes, real girl bosses up in here. Oh, you fucking funny bitch. Kamala, yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, I feel like we should clap again and then start over. But I think this is a – we can drop the last thing I was saying because I don't know if it's going to come through. Okay, cool. Um. And then this seems like a natural time to sort of like transition to mm-hmm. dating, if that's what you want to talk about, or or do you want to keep going? Like I, I, I have no. No, I mean I think we've said pretty much what we need to say on that. Um, yeah, let's talk about dating a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we are absolutely keeping that. You're a monster. I loved that very much. Um, so we had a little bit of an internet hiccup there and, um, it cut out, um, what might've just been garbage from my mouth. So that's probably nice. Um, (laughs) I kind of wanted to hop back in and like talk to you about like, I mean, just like moving on from the bachelor a little bit, like what has your experience been like in like dating as fat people or like you know like how has it been during covid like all of these other things because i feel like these are all like i mean like we're talking about like a dating reality show so like Mm -hmm. obviously the experience like would probably be different than like from what i would experience on the show so i just wanted to let you share some feelings if you have them i I can tell ali doesn't have any so (laughs) it's gonna be a really quiet half hour (laughs) Oh my god. I I mean, I haven't been doing much dating because of the pandemic. Um, I have had sex like five times in the entire time. <laughs> one with one person who I like wasted three months getting to know. And then Big mood. We, yeah, and then we had finally like got felt safe enough to have sex with like COVID and everything and then it was the worst sex in the world um and like painful trigger warning it was painful he like made my clit like bleed it was not okay <laughs> wait what the fuck can I we don't wanna, can we your nails like, were too long can we say general just like trigger warning like probably yes. now for just I don't I don't know how to talk about dating without being one disgusting and two traumatic. Um, traumatic, yes, exactly. So we'll put a yes. TW in the description too, and like put yes. a timestamp on it so that yes. people know. <laughs> um, and so that was like really horrible. And then I got to have sex with an like a person I had been having um, like friends with benefits sex with before the pandemic a couple times, and then that just fizzled out. 
And that's like whatever. But I've I've kind of had a lot of like lower libido times during the pandemic that I've been fine with. It hasn't bothered me too much or you know to feel that way, but I've recently kind of realized that I do want to like kind of get back out there, quote unquote. <laughs> out there is inside. Um I don't know. I'd say like overall dating as with my particular type of body style has been pretty fine. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that there are plenty of times that people do not call me back or go on the second date or have sex with me, maybe because of my body type. I do get that vibe sometimes. Or the fact that I don't shave my body hair at all mm-hmm. and I'm very, like, um, open about that mm-hmm. and, like, do not shy away from that. Because um, there have been plenty of times where I thought things were cool and then never again. But then also people are just, like, the worst and they don't always want to go hang out with you again. So I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, every time someone does that with me, I just assume it's because my personality is horrible because that's I, the truth. Literally, <laughs> so. no, but my personality is amazing though. So I really do think yeah. it's probably my body. Yeah, <laughs> I have had this thought a lot. I don't know. I so I lived in Seattle before I like went to college. I was there for like four or five years, and I uh, I had a lot of trauma, but I had a lot of fun. And I dated a lot and I had a lot of sex and like explored a lot. And I just like, I was insecure and like going through shit then. I was also like 20 to 20. Like, I, I think I moved to Seattle when I was like 19 and like left when mm, I was 23. Wow. So, yeah, so you're quite, I was those are the worst young. years to be alive. They are. It's funny the way I projected fatness on myself at a point where like I actually. I I wasn't fat and like I don't mean that with judgment about who I am now or who I was then but I just I I literally in the definition of the word was not fat I was just like Mm -hmm. bigger than the people Mm -hmm. around me and the way that has like affected my you know like it just it makes you realize how strong the messaging really is that like uh points in my life where I've been 160 pounds I've convinced myself I was literally obese and now I'm 100 pounds heavier than that and like Mm -hmm. probably have more peace with my body now than I did then and yeah I don't know I was um when I was with my ex-husband I had a high school relationship that I got married to this man he I was like 140 maybe and he told me I was fat all the time yeah and it's just like it's literally like in the definition of the word it's just like you're you're not like you're just not and it's like they're loading that word for you like at that point like you're not loading Mm -hmm. it they are yeah um it was horrible like he told me on my wedding day our wedding day that I should have lost more weight because it was our wedding day (laughs) like our photos would be forever disgusting throw them away but uh yeah like I I say I I say now that I'm like so way more happy with my body and I am also probably 100 maybe 120 pounds heavier than I was then too and it's like uh (laughs) so much more happy and just okay with my body than I was when I was at a different size and being told constantly that I was because no one tells you once you're actually fat no one will fucking say it once you're actually (laughs) fat people just like are like swear word and I'm like you had no fucking problem before like I I don't know so now that I am fat, I fucking love it, and I'm fine with it, and I find a lot of, like, solid, you know, solidarity and, like, ownership and community in that, and also, like, it just, 
whatever. Again, body neutrality. I I really don't want to give a shit about if I'm fat or not fat. Like that is the inevitable goal. But I do. (laughs) I was really laughing at what Dan was saying about like, it's just my personality. Because at a certain point, I've had, you know, I've kind of held on to like, when things go south with a person, it being because I'm fat. And I really like, at points where I like have not been mentally healthy and where that brings up some really like deep rooted child shit within me, like that has been what I hold on to like for dear life was like, this is why they don't like me. This is why we didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. And then sometimes like when I'm in my more confident space and things don't work out and like, and when I know the person is like into me and into my body, then I do have to be like, Oh shit, it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's like, that's an interesting thing in itself. But I've definitely been through like really shitty, like long term polyamorous relationships, like kink relationships. I'm referencing one relationship specifically, (laughs) but like where the dynamic was both polyamorous and kinky. And I was the only person they didn't have, like, penetrative sex with. And it was the weirdest thing in the world. Like, they would complain to me about wanting to have sex with their other partners. They would have sex with their other partners. They would talk about having sex with their other partners. They put me in horrific situations where I walked in on them and their other partners having sex. And for me, they just, like, our relationship was really based on, like, uh you know, like, pain and, like, masochism. Uh And in their Uh mind, like, that was enough. They were giving me enough. But yet they could never give me a reason as to, like, why I was their only partner who was fat and also their only partner they weren't having sex with. And it, like, it has ruined me, like, too. I don't want to say ruined. That's such a, like, dramatic thing to say. We're here for dramatics, don't worry. But, like... (laughs) It is something I have internalized so, yeah. so yeah. deeply. And for them to not give me, like, a answer. And around the same time I was seeing someone else who would, like, cuddle with me all the time. I think that's a thing about being a fat femme. Is people who want to cuddle with you. And I have no fucking patience for it at this point and it makes me feel really <laughs> fucking weird because you have to sit there and you have to wonder like do I just want sex and does that make me a bad person and blah blah blah, blah. but also like I'm literally not a comfort object for you to hold at night like I'm a full ass <laughs> so human being and there's no skinny girl in your life that you're like texting at 1am saying I wish we could cuddle like you're sending her a dick pic. Like, send me a dick pic. Like, I, the way I am, like, reduced to this, like, motherly nurturing state or this, like, mm-hmm. God, I could just go off about this, honestly. I've had so... I, I'm so happy you are. It's, like, really kind of waking me up to my own, like, oh, wait, was that what that person was doing? Oh, boy. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts, too. I, I don't know if this is relatable, but, like, the goddess complex, especially yeah. as someone yeah. who is fat and kinky and openly beautiful on instagram Uh, and hot like i i am exactly i am pretty like yes (laughs) we can go there and 
Like no, but yes, you're. If you guys go look at Allie's Instagram, she is putting herself out in this beautiful artistic way, and it's it's iconic. But yeah, but like. Maybe even that's problematic, right? That I called you iconic. I'm putting you on this pedestal. But, like, I am iconic, and I want that from you. I want that from my (laughs) friends, absolutely. Um, But, like, the way... The the men I end up with that are just like, oh, I've never been into kink before. Like, you can teach me. While I'm also, like, saying I'm submissive. And, like, it's just... I'm put on this, like, pedestal that's, like... They want to fetishize me, but they don't actually want to touch me or fuck me. Oof, that's it right there. <laughs> yep. Mm. They want me to be untouchable because it's inappropriate to like me. It's inappropriate uh-huh. to like my body type. Like, that's the fun in it. And I, I mean, there are a lot of people that do that, I think, unconsciously. And like, it, right. I, I've still yeah. had, I've had my fun. I've, I, I, like, I don't want to knock off all my experiences to, like, just being fetishized because I have been, like, deeply admired and enjoyed and, like, vice mm-hmm. versa. But I I stand by those those particular things. I'm, you should. <laughs> you're right. It's real. I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, fetishization, fetishization, like, mm, we're going to skip that word. Me. <laughs> skip that word. It is so much of that. It's, it's, I guess I, I'm lacking the words, um, clearly, uh, to describe the difference between actually just really liking something mm-hmm. and putting it at this untouchable, um, it's gross, but good. I used to have a joke I would do on stage that was about the type of men who would tell you over and over again of how much they loved eating pussy, like how much they just love eating pussy. Oh my God. I am so good at eating pussy. I love doing it so much. I love it. Oh my God. You could come over and we wouldn't even have sex. You could just sit on my face. I would just, I would just love to eat your pussy and then not even do anything at all. Like, I don't really care because I love doing it. And like the, what the undercurrent is, and eventually they even say it is, the other guys don't like doing it because it's gross. The other guys don't like doing it because it's gross. And they over and over basically implant this idea that eating pussy is gross, but they like So you should be things. honored. Yes. You should be honored. And also that they like doing gross things. And that doesn't make you feel good. No. It doesn't make me feel honored. It makes me feel like you think that I'm gross, but you like doing nasty things. Now, I'm not against those types of kinks. I'm actually... I love being degraded. <laughs> but... I am. I am. I. I will like lick your fucking shoe if I. But need like, to. I need to okay, feel respected I, first. <laughs> yes, exactly. But like, but the idea that you know, yeah, that I'm supposed to be honored by this gross thing that you find good is offensive to me, and a huge red flag for yes. men who do that. So I think it's kind of a similar concept. Like, oh my god, I love your fat body yeah. because no one else yes. does. Yes. No one else loves it, but I love it. Yes. And that is problematic. And I get that too. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Damn, this is good therapy. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I my therapist uh, moved practices in September, which was great timing for her. Um, <laughs> this was... It was great timing for me too. <laughs> <laughs> you got a friend back. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Allie's stopped being, uh, what is it? Evolved. <laughs> <laughs> She's back in the pit with me. A D. Um, 
<laughs> deep, deep in a pit. <laughs> so, yeah, though, I I love listening to you guys talk about this. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I, it's one of those things where, like, I guess because I've never had to think about it. I've never thought about it that way before. Um, but, yeah, I, I do relate to, like, guys who are, like, no, I'm really good at eating pussy because, first of all, they never are. They are and... literally... They... Like, it's not good, sir. And, like, who told you this? They're great liars, and I want to be friends with them instead. But it's, like, (laughs) it's also just, like, one of those things where you only experience that kind of thing within, like, hetero or, like, hetero-passing relationships. Because, like, no woman that I've slept with has ever been, like, you know what? I like eating pussy. It's just, like, assumed. Like, yeah, I kind of... I, I, I'm assuming you like that. Yeah, that great. That is so fucking true. That is so fucking true. I literally have never dated someone who is not a man with a penis. Yeah. Who has, like, got, like, duh. It's just, like, I feel like it's so inherent that we're going to, like, explore and, like, but that's, mutual that gratification. But that is where it is. That is, yeah, but that's where it stemmed in. It's because typical hetero men... I'm painting with broad strokes, don't mm-hmm. like it, you know? And so they're just, like, inherently trying to prove themselves otherwise, and you're like, yeah. And it's we don't need any of that. Too, too, like, where I'm, like, I mean, I don't find, like, sucking dick for me personally to be, like, an incredible, like, lovely experience that I just desire all the time. It's totally fine if you do. I don't have any judgments. It's just not how I feel about it. But, like, if I... I would never go up to somebody and be like, you know what I fucking hate? Dicks and balls. This is a treat. Like, enjoy it. I am not enjoying myself. Like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about me looking at your naked body now? Like, what a ridiculous fucking thing to say to somebody and just, like, assume that people are going to take it well. Like, do you know what I absolutely hate? Smelling your privates. Like... Do you want to have sex with me now? No, I super don't, actually. That's not I, a great feeling. I'm only imagining someone telling me they hate smelling my privates now. <laughs> I went to Christian school, can you tell? <laughs> you know what I hate? Your fishy little lockbox. No, would you like to have Damn! sex with me? Tumblr feminism where like people called their vaginas anatomical jewels and I just want to <laughs> fucking kill myself dude. <laughs> oh my god oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man how do we recover from this someone save it um uh no I can't <laughs> this cannot be saved it cannot be saved. In fact, that's probably how we should end the whole podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, do we have any, like, final thoughts? We have, like, about, like, five minutes left. We can wrap it up. We can talk about nothing. My internet connection is unstable, so. Just like me. Whatever goes, goes. <laughs> Here's my thoughts. Here's my parting thoughts. Okay. Dating during COVID. 
Dan, are you frozen or are you making a yeah. face at me? I think she's frozen. Okay, she's frozen. Okay, now you're back. Okay, back. I think I'm here. You're here. I clapped okay. in my recording when okay. I okay, good. paused. Okay. Um, don't fuck with people who, like, aren't going to be safe with you. It's just, like, I... I took a lot of shit from guys early on and, like, didn't meet up with them. But, like, so much shit early on for not being comfortable meeting up. And when I did meet up was right before the last time I recorded this podcast and I lost my car in Seattle and had to spend the night with this dude who fully was sleeping with someone else and hanging out with a bajillion peoples and lying to me about it. So, while my last three-month relationship is crashing and burning currently that person has gone out of their way to respect my covid boundaries and Uh respect their own covid boundaries and it can be done and you do deserve it and you literally should look out for your community and like we all want to have fucking sex and the vaccine is on its way we can have orgies again but in the meantime like don't be like mitigate your risks I, I guess that's it like be smart and like there are people who respect you and, and like respect themselves and respect their communities enough to like be safe about it with you I don't know I feel like I was really hounded and really like made to feel uh-huh. stupid in the beginning uh-huh. for my boundaries uh-huh. and the things I needed and like my nose weren't listened to and it was triggering in a lot of different senses uh. and like nobody deserves that if you don't feel safe which you shouldn't feel safe having like non-mitigated risk sex during covid mm-hmm. then like don't fucking do it and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know is any did i say that in a problematic well, like, way also, or like it, no no <laughs> it was perfect <laughs> I think it's so, when you mentioned, like, how your nose were not being respected and how that's triggering, that really, like, resonated with me. I think that's such a key thing. Like, our nose not being respected can be in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can be um, in a really violating way. Or they can be in a less violating way, but it's still all connected to that. That's what I was going to say, too, is that, like, if you're in a relationship or like starting a relationship and you see somebody like not respecting your boundaries as it relates to COVID, like that's, that's, that's a, a pretty red- easy, yeah, that's a red flag. And it's like a really easy thing for them to respect. So like consent, the the conversation about consent isn't always about sex. It's about like mm-hmm. other things leading up to sex. Yes. It's about, you know, like, oh, I actually don't have like the mental headspace to do this thing today. Can we reschedule or other yeah. things? Like if they're, like territorial or like weird about those kinds of situations especially covid it's a pretty good sign they're not going to respect things later on yeah yeah and like i think i don't know i i'm very practiced in like kink and queer dating not very god i'm just i'm there and brag. <laughs> literally, I was like, I, I am not good at any of this and not thriving within it. So shut the fuck up, Allie. But let it like inform the way you act in regards to like STIs and like yeah. kind of just like, I don't know. If this can't like break the stigma and the discussion around like, health and like testing that I I and I don't think it will because people have handled it really poorly actually but like for me it brings up 
a lot of relations between like the idea of getting regularly tested, the idea of talking to my partners about testing about their partner. Like I, I think maybe queer, sexually active polyamorous people are in a really great position to navigate this in. I'm sure it's really strengthened a lot of boundaries for for people who are aware of it. It's not going to work for a lot of people, but people like us who are really conscious of that or or typically decently conscious of it are going to become even more conscious of it. And I think that's a good thing. And everyone everyone has the opportunity to get there right now. And it's like, it doesn't even have to bleed out into the rest of your life, but it's a simple convo and like it can Mm -hmm. be done and... I don't know. I have to say personally, my experience has been really weird because when I did finally get tested with my person, they like had a meltdown about the pressure and stress of like having to have sex under these circumstances. And that was like hard for me in a way because I was like, what about what about safety? What about community safety? What about this reassurance is turning you off right now? Like I'm excited and so I mean everyone's reacting to this differently I'm practicing a lot of patience but I do know the difference between people who have made me feel safe and not safe in regards to like sex and dating in this and like you know it when you feel it and like (laughs) don't let some dude convince you to fucking meet up (laughs) like just don't not convinced that's a stupid phrasing but like I don't know. Yeah. I've been we horny so many times during this. <laughs> I'm, like, ready to just risk it all. But, again, there are people who are, like, ready to take it safe with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys might have to edit the fuck out of whatever that just was. <laughs> no. Like, the intent was, like, 100% clear. Um, do you want me to say a bad thing to, you know, remove some of the eyeballs off of you? Because I could say something terrible. Always. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's leave on a terrible thing. Um, my ter- This is a new segment. My terrible thought of the week is... I don't want to do this. Never mind. It's going <laughs> to get bad so fast. <laughs> message me for my terrible thought of the week on Instagram. Did you, I, did you I, message I, any of those people who wanted no, to No, I did them? not because okay. I'm too scared. Wow. Allie, I told, I told the podcast audience about the Victoria photo. Do you know what I'm talking about? The swimming oh, suit photo? No. Yes, you do. The swimsuit photo. I'm afraid you'll see. you'll have to see it again if you truly don't yeah. remember. Sorry, I thought you were referencing a different photo. Okay. Ooh. Oh, now now I'm going to have to DM Allie to get <laughs> yeah. that photo. <laughs> this is actually a brilliant follow marketing scheme where it's just like a message. Each of these people individually and maybe we'll tell you an answer. I don't know. I'll have forgotten about it by tomorrow. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, Allie, do you want to tell people where to follow you so they can DM you for these photos? <laughs> yes, please. I have the photos. They are incriminating. I can't quite remember what they are right now. Um, I am Worst Witch with an underscore on Instagram, and that is really the only place you can find me. Don't try anywhere else. Perfect. That's a good threat. <laughs> Don't try. Don't fucking try it. Don't fucking try it. It's disappointing. That's really the only reason why. <laughs> this has been so, 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 so good. I There was parts of it where I was like, I'm sad that the normies are not going to listen to this and only our cool ass patrons. Patron- <laughs> patrons? 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 Make it. 
I'm making them sound like robots. Patrons. Our patrons. Patrons. Thank you, patrons. Um, patrons. <laughs> so, but y'all are lucky as hell that you got to listen to this. Um, uh, this was so good. Hopefully we can come back and do more. Um, and we'll have you in maybe whoever is going to be the next Bachelorette. Oh my God. That feels far away and too soon at the same time. Um, I appreciate you guys so much. I was very nervous about this because I've been crying over relationships for a week and you guys just provide the best and silliest space ever. So I really appreciate it. And yeah, (laughs) sorry for the woo woo tonight. Um, if anyone can tell I'm going through it and I'm sorry about it. No, trying to meditate is the mood for 2021 for sure. (laughs) (sighs) Um, yeah thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next month for new bonus episodes and thank you Allie thank you for listening to Daycard Pod make sure you're following us on Instagram at Daycard Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist Daycard Pod is produced by Andrew Olson you can follow him on Instagram at Androne our music is by Jet Overly follow and support him on Instagram at JettyBoyJames and our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is as above, so below.